Hello there, listener. My name is Chaz Cable, and I am the creator of Dreams Come True, the podcast all about you. Um, before I get started, I really just want to talk a little bit about my concept. Uh, <laughs> I thought of this after I had a really wild, crazy adventure dream that I just could barely remember and could not replicate. Uh, and I started to think to myself, what if... What if we took these dreams that people had and turned them into audio dramas, turned them into short short snippets, short um, slice-of-life stories, and put them out there on some sort of network? I thought making videos would be good, but podcasting is notably cheaper, and uh, it's created a really interesting um, medium for me to do this through. Uh, so yeah, that's basically my concept. I collect dreams. I've collected a few from my friends, and I have started transcribing them into short um, stories, really. Short slices of life, short stories about you. Uh, what it has turned into is a weird crossover between the Twilight Zone and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, where instead of traveling to the dreamland, we're taking these dreams and putting them right into reality. Um, well, yeah... I, I could keep talking on and on about it, but I'd rather just let you hear it. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you sleep well tonight. This is a story about you. No, not him. Not her, or them, or anyone else for that matter. But you. That just leaves one question. Who are you? Today... You aren't sure. You're not even certain that you're real. Yes, you do believe that you, in fact, exist. You can touch things and they will be touched by you, and you are sure, because of this, that you are not a ghost. You are solid. As solid as the world around you. Others seem to think that you're real. As real as they are, perhaps, but real, nevertheless. If everyone and everything around you concedes that you are, in fact, real. Why don't you feel it? Are you okay? The short answer is no. Something is very wrong. It's been six months and three days since you graduated college. You did exceedingly well. You always had in school good marks, good friends, Oh, you did well in a structured, social environment, didn't you? Now, though, you work a job that wasn't in your major. You live alone, and today is your day off. You have nothing planned, nowhere to go, just a day to yourself. Is there any worse company than yourself? How are you spending it? Right now, it's 10.17 in the morning, and you're still in bed. You're staring at the ceiling, convincing yourself that if you look long enough, the patterns will start to move. You can't prove it, and it never seems to happen, but you maintain hope. Ever since the day your older brother told you that Santa Claus isn't real, that magic is just trickery, that cartoons are man-made and not recorded events from some amazing land? You've been searching for something off in the world. Something that proves maybe, just maybe, 
magic can be real. That there is more to life than birth, school, job, no job, death. Maybe adventure can still be real. Maybe you can find purpose if only magic could be real. So you look at the ceiling. You stare intensely at those patterns. You stare so deeply that it all starts to get blurry. And you think maybe, just maybe, something moved. Until the ticking of your clock snaps you out of it. It's 10.18 in the morning. You should probably get up. But why? What's the point? There's nothing to do, no one to see. There's no reason to not be in bed. You just get to be there, you and your thoughts, and the voices in your head. There is a reason. There's a girl in your life. Well, she's not really in your life. She's more of a, a barista. A barista that just happens to know your order by heart. A barista who shoots you a smile when you enter and shares a joke with you when you order. It's not much. It's hardly anything. But it really changes your day. You should probably get up. You should definitely go and see her. Maybe today, today you could ask her out. That might be enough to make you believe in magic again. So you grunt and sit up. That's what you'll do today. You'll go to the coffee shop, get a coffee, maybe start writing again while you're there. You've always wanted to be a writer. You even went to school for it. Maybe today you could grab your laptop, head over to this coffee shop and just spend the day putting your thoughts into words and your words onto paper. Maybe Shelby will even start a conversation. Get to know the you that's not always just rushing to work. Wait. What if she does? What if she does meet you for longer than 30 seconds? What if she realizes just how boring you are, you sad sap? You're going to spend the whole day with a computer at a coffee shop? What if it ruins that one daily interaction you like? What if she does start a conversation and you ruin it? Your mouth starts to hurt. No, no. These are the exact self-destructive thoughts that would keep you in bed most days. No, today, you're going out. You're going to try today. Try to have a good day. And who knows, you might find some inspiration. So you get out of bed. You gather some clothes and head to the bathroom, and you decide to continue a pattern that you started six months ago with actions you've repeated dozens and dozens of times. You've hit a point where your whole morning feels like autopilot. You get to be left alone with your thoughts while your body seems to autonomously clean itself, dry itself, brush itself, and even dress itself. You feel your pajamas come off you as you start the water in the shower. 
The noise of the water pattering against the floor starts to drown out everything else. And for a moment, just a moment, you're not there. Sure, your body is in that single apartment shower, but you're not. Where are you? You're in class. You're sitting in a desk that feels extremely familiar. You have a packet in front of you. Philosophy 101. It looks like all the words underneath are just scribbles, like a prop in your memory. You look up and you see a whiteboard in front of you. There are drawings on it. On the left side, there's a stick figure in chains looking at a set of shadows dancing. On the right is a figure walking around, well, keeled over, but capable of walking around. They're surrounded by buildings, but they look like they're in pain. You, of course, understand all of this. It's Plato's allegory of the cave. The man on the left is shackled in his own perspective of reality. He knows only this reality. He knows only the shadows. The shadows are his world, and he is comfortable in ignorance of anything else the world could offer. The man on the right was freed. He was ripped from his shackles, blinded by the sun, and put through pain before being dragged into a new reality. Because changing your reality is pain. It is sacrifice. He is free. But he's hurt. He had to suffer to get here. And he couldn't do it alone. In the center is a straight line, and on the top is a set of words. Which path would you take? You read this, and for the first time, you realize that you're alone in this class. The desks next to you, on your left and your right, are empty. And you look at both of them, then you kind of get out of your desk, and you look back at the board. The drawings changed. The left side is now a stick figure, lying down in a bed, looking straight up, almost looking at the ceiling. This... It's a little odd. The stick figure has a nose. The one on the right is standing straight up. He looks like he's looking directly at you. This one doesn't have a nose. Its mouth is open and empty. Which path will you choose? You look around again, and you're not in a classroom. You're in your shower, pruning up. No idea how long you've been in there. Where did you go? Where did you go? You turn off the shower and find your towel. Throw on some clothes and check the time. You were in there for two hours? How did you spend two hours in there, doing nothing, just remembering a class? Which path did you choose? <sighs> You've been disassociating a lot lately, haven't you? More than you used to. At least you think. What do you remember about used to? Your memories don't feel... Well... They feel like they aren't yours? They feel like... Like shadows on the wall... What does that mean? 
What were you just thinking about? Where were you? Was that a philosophy course? You never read Plato. You never took philosophy. Why would you? That wasn't your major. You majored in... English? Right? Or was it history? What did you major in? You did go to college, right? Oh, you know you did. You had to. You're in debt. You're thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. You definitely went to college. Where did you go? Who did you meet? Did any of that happen? Is anything real? What path are you on? The room is spinning. And it spins and it spins and you're stuck in a loop. And then it stops around you hard. You feel a pain in your mouth. You look in the mirror and you see blood dribbling out of the right corner of your lips. A small drop starts down your chin before you catch it and wipe it off. You open your mouth wide to see what's bleeding, but you can't find a source. And as you hold your mouth open, you see in the mirror something you can't quite explain. A tooth starts wiggling, all on its own. It's just moving back and forth. It repeats this motion three times that you can see before it leaps out of your mouth and into the sink. You feel an impulse to be surprised, shocked even, but your body doesn't react. You feel a calm pass over you. Were you to look in the mirror, you'd see a stoic, unsurprised expression. You begin to think that this is normal. It sure feels normal. As normal as brushing your teeth or unbuttoning a shirt. Another tooth starts to jostle in your mouth before it too leaps out. Like an Olympic diver down the drain. And then another, and another, and you stand there, a mute, helpless observer. Watching with wide, unflinching eyes as your gaped mouth empties in front of you. Is this real? This doesn't seem like something that would normally happen, but how would you know? You don't remember it any other way. Maybe this is normal. Maybe this is what happens when you let your body act on its own accord for so long and then try to take control. You... It starts to make changes. Maybe this is retaking control. You look in the mirror, and it looks like the you that you've always known. No more extraneous features. Your body finally belongs to you. Now hold on. What's that? <laughs> well, that doesn't belong there, does it? We're going to have to remedy that. You take your hand to your face and instinctually grip your nose. This doesn't belong at all, you think to yourself. And without another thought, your hand twists 90 degrees clockwise. You wince, expecting pain, but there is none. And why would there be? You feel fine. You open your eyes and see a nose in your hand and place it on the sink, out of the way, and everything feels... Everything feels right. You feel clear. You look in the mirror and take a towel, wipe the blood off your face, and... Huh. Now it really is your face. It finally feels like it belongs to you. 
And when you move the towel, you see something you hadn't seen in a long, long time. A smile. You finish getting dressed and head back to your room to finish prepping for the day. It is your big day, after all. It's your day. Carpe diem, right? You're going to ask that barista out. You're going to write something. You're going to be the you that you always wanted to be. You lie down in your bed and take a moment to yourself before you head out. You find yourself looking at the ceiling. Letting your eyes follow the patterns as they swirl across the space. They dance in front of you, from side to side in an extravagant display. It's spectacular. Even if it feels mundane, like a dance you've watched a hundred times before. I mean, after all, it's like this every morning. Isn't it? The Dream once I had a dream that I twisted my nose and it came off. Couldn't get it back on. I also dream very often that I'm losing teeth. Submitted by Emily F. Thank you for listening, Paul. I've decided to name you Paul so we can have a closer relationship. Uh, so thank you, Paul. Um, and I'd like to send out a couple other thank yous before we get off the air. First one to Emily F., who submitted the dream into me. If you'd like to submit a dream, please send it to dreamcastpublicradio at gmail.com. That is dreamcastpublicradio at gmail.com. Another thank you, another shout-out personally to my friend Sean Kamick, who has provided the music that I use in the intro and the outro to this video. Uh, if you'd like to hear some of Sean Kamick's sweet, sultry voice, you can find him on Boojum Public Radio or the other podcast, Manson Family Reunion. It's a lot like Dear Abby, except not at all. Um, and if you'd like to find more of his tunes, just put your ear against a tree and listen real close for its heartbeat. You hear that? That's the Sean Kamek experience. And I've got one final thank you. Thank you, Paul, for listening and sharing this with all the people you think might enjoy it. And to really show how grateful I am to you, Paul, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you want to seduce that dentist that you've had the hots for for years, just collect a few teeth from your friends and offer them to her. Dentists are notorious for collecting teeth. And whatever you do, don't lick the teeth. Sweet dreams, Paul. I'll see you soon.